Our topic today is celebrating life as source. And that song reminds us that uh, we are always in the presence of God, right here, right now, and we get to celebrate that. That song also reminds me of a 14th century poem written by the mystic Hafiz, who says, Every child has known God. Let's pause for a moment. Not just the little ones running around now, but us. We used to be children. It's talking about us. Every child has known God. Not the God of names, not the God of don'ts, not the God who ever does anything weird, but the God who knows only four words and keeps repeating them saying, come dance with me. Come dance. Do you have any memory of when you were first entering as a little one the divine dance that is this life on earth? Have you been around a little one and watched them interacting with something, a flower or a leaf for the very first time? I do have a memory of being little and celebrating the awe and wonder that was strewn about in the world, these little treasures that were lying around for me to find. Now, most people refer to them as pieces of broken balloons, but for me, each piece was a startling, beautiful, vibrant color, and I felt lucky to have found it. And as I look back now, too, I realize I found a way to celebrate these things. I, I took a clear glass jar, and I put each piece I found in there. And as my collection grew, I soon had this, this vibrant mixture of colors that I especially like to take out and look at on a sunny afternoon and see all the colors together. Now, I no longer collect balloon pieces, so you don't have to send me yours. But it does lead me to ask myself, how can I get back to that childlike wonder, that appreciation and that celebration, seeing things as though for the first time? I'm sure you, like me, got a glimpse of experiencing that sense of newness when we began to emerge from the sh uh, shelter in place of the pandemic. And we got to do things we hadn't done for a long time. That experience helped us to realize how special some things were. Things that before the pandemic had gotten kind of ho-hum, same old, same old, been there, done that, nothing new here. I remember the first time I was able to hug a friend. What an amazing thing to hold and to be held in love. I remember my first birthday party after the pandemic, just a small gathering of friends. But at one point, everybody looked right at me, total eye contact, and sang happy birthday. To me, of all people. <laughs> and everybody knew the words. I mean, it was like a miracle. 
not just the same old, same old, no big deal. It was a special treasure to acknowledge and be savored in that moment and in memory. Every child has known God. As you know, in our tradition, we use many names for the divine one, not only God, but spirit, divine essence, life, reality, presence. Perhaps even now you're bringing to mind your favorite name for the divine one. And we do sometimes use the word source, that from which everything arises. That is the word in our title today, celebrating life as source. So when we consider this topic, what are we celebrating? Well, first and foremost, we're celebrating the truth that you and I live at the heart and center of the divine one. We are in it. It is in us. Often when I speak about our relationship with the divine, about the relationship between our seemingly separated selves and this wonderful all that is divine thing, often I use the image of the ocean and the waves that comes out of Hinduism. We think of the ocean as representing divine source, spirit, God, everything that is. And we are the waves emerging from and always connected to that ocean of all good. I love this image because it instantly reminds me of the truth. A truth that I can forget as I'm walking around the world often feeling like a separate self. When the truth is that I am part of the divine all that is. You are part of the divine all that is. We are waves in the ocean of God. And what do we know about the nature of a wave? It's not only in the ocean, it is of the ocean. The wave is made of the same stuff as the ocean. The wave is an expression of the ocean. So let's take this idea, and instead of using the word ocean, I'd like you to think of your favorite word for the divine one, and I'll say some phrases uh, like the ones I just said about the ocean, but this time, please replace ocean with your favorite name for the divine one. I'll say a phrase, and you can repeat it either mentally or out loud using your own word to fill in the blank. You got your word ready to fill in? I am a wave in the ocean of... I. So we repeat, I am a wave in the ocean of... Okay. I am made of the same stuff as... I am made of the same stuff as. My nature is the same as the nature of. My nature is the same as the nature of. I am an expression of. I am an expression of. I am one with. One with. 
So that's the first thing to celebrate. Each of us is one with that divine, all that is. And I mean, seriously, it cannot get any better than that. Just think of it. You and I are one with all peace. We're one with all joy. We're one with all love. We're one with all life, all power, all light. One with our very source. Whether we know it or not, it is here all the time. That's a treasure to remember and celebrate on a consistent, ongoing basis. As Ernest Holmes put it, how can we help but be glad and filled with joy if we believe that the presence and the power back of everything is one perfect life, forever giving of itself, forever flowing through us in wondrous light and power? But what about those moments when we forget? Or we have an experience that seems to suggest that we are nowhere near the presence of divine good. Maybe when our health is bad or don't have the money to pay the rent or a friend is upset with us. What's to celebrate then? Well, what's to celebrate then is that we have a toolkit, a spiritual toolkit that can return us to the experience of divine good in our lives. We have these spiritual principles that we study here. We have these spiritual practices that we practice here. We have these spiritual companions that we've met here, all available to help return us to the experience of good. If you've been coming for a while, you might have a ready example of what a treasure these spiritual principles and practices and companions are. And that ready example is to simply think about the difference between how your life is now, who you are now, and how your life was, who you were, before you came to the Center for Spiritual Living, or before you started on the spiritual path. Personally, I'm just about unrecognizable to that woman who first walked in 25 years ago. That woman experienced life as struggle. That woman thought the universe was probably out to get her. That woman thought that other people had fulfilling lives, but she probably never would. That woman no longer exists. Thanks to the use of spiritual principles and practices that I learned here. And the fact that those principles and practices are available for us to use to transform the experience of our lives for ourselves and for others, ever expanding in our ability to embrace, become, and express more good, that is something to celebrate. Now, I'd like to point out that one of the spiritual practices that is available to us is celebration. And by celebration, I'm thinking of something that is gratitude with joy put into form. Gratitude and joy in form. 
And in case you're wondering, yes, I did specifically wear this outfit today to look like some sort of celebration. <laughs> not only does this outfit, it was a hand-me-down from a very dear friend a long time ago. And not only do I feel like a little burst of color, uh, like those balloon pieces, uh, but, but also it reminds me of her love and her generosity. So the idea of joy and gratitude in form includes clothes. We use celebration to mark an event, to highlight an event, to put the spotlight of attention on an event. I would even say we use celebration to step out of the flow of time and honor an event. Why do a lot of people celebrate birthdays? Well, imagine if we didn't. The flow of time would move on. That miraculous moment when each of us came into the world would just pass by unremarked. And that wouldn't be a tragic thing. But wouldn't you agree that it's more life-affirming to take some time to remember that moment when you came into the earth? Giving that thought form, remembering the gratitude that uh, you have for things that have happened the past year, and, and, and celebrating in such a way that is personal to you, that you enjoy either going on a hike by yourself or having people over. Anyone that you might share that day with would also then participate in the act of joy, bringing more joy into their lives and into yours. And of course, we don't have to wait for a birthday to celebrate our divine selves. I once worked in a fast-paced corporate environment where, just like most endeavors, we did some really significant things. Projects that started as nothing, then an idea, and then with a lot of creativity and legwork, that idea was something new in the world. What an amazing process that is. Nothing, an idea, something new in the world. I'm sure you have participated in that. And yet, because of the fast pace of work life, no sooner had we successfully finished doing one thing, than we were on to the next thing, rushing to meet deadlines. I remember one particular instance where I contributed to this doing of something new, and my contribution required not only my own creativity, but courage. So when uh, the project was finished, of course, no one seemingly noticed my accomplishment. So I exercised my capacity for celebrating by buying myself flowers and a thank you note. <laughs> And what actually was I celebrating? I was celebrating the presence of divine creativity and power being expressed in, through, and as me. Have you ever bought flowers for yourself to honor your own divinity? I might suggest it as a spiritual practice. But you know, power... Uh, parties and flowers and cards and mementos aren't the only way to celebrate. There are many ways to honor moments in life and highlight those moments to remind us of our divine nature.
Foremost of these is art. Art not only celebrates the moments of life by bringing attention to them, art can be seen as the miracle of life making itself known and felt in a new way. The miracle of life making itself known and felt in a new way. Perhaps you have found yourself in front of one of the beautiful paintings by Robert Benson in the social hall. Perhaps you've seen a familiar scene, a familiar object, not overlooked, but so carefully, so lovingly, so well honored, celebrated for this moment and for viewers in the future. But even beyond this, art can evoke in us something that we don't even have words for, but it has to do with a silent sense of oneness with life. As we look at those paintings, a silent sense of our connection to the all that is. Or think about poetry, how the skilled poet can celebrate moments of life. One of my favorite poems is by Valerie Marshall, and it's entitled Geode. You know geodes, those kind of rocky things? The geode, simple. It is a rock, dull, brown, and black with mottled grays. But this rock cocoons a wonder. Those who are curious and faithful might search past the rough, unamazing, needful cover to reveal the geode's treasure, a secret space prepared with crystal prisms to dazzle light. May my heart more and more be the one that seeing the everyday beholds the infinite. And, uh, you know, we don't have to even be poets to uh, uh, honor, celebrate things in our lives. My daughter has a custom of, in November, she does a, a blog every day where she writes a 300-plus word essay in which she takes an aspect of her life, looks at it through the lens of gratitude, and describes it. I remember one in particular where it was the weekend and she was cleaning up uh, the things that had been scattered around the house uh, during the week, picking up stuff, you know, in other words, cleaning up the mess, but she didn't explain it that way. She, through the lens of gratitude, wrote about how as she picked up discarded clothing, she enjoyed the feel of the fabric and thought about all the people who had gone into making it and getting it, delivering it to her and how much she enjoyed wearing it and how fortunate she was to be able to afford to buy it. As she picked up her husband's things left out, gratitude for their loving relationship. So yes, personal journaling is a way to celebrate life. 
as our thank you cards, where we take a moment to magnify another person's love and generosity. So indeed, words can be used to celebrate life and remind us of our connection to our divine source. And think of the many ways that music celebrates life. The ability of music to evoke joy in us, to allow us to appreciate beauty, to tap into our inner peace. Do you notice that those are all qualities of God that we are are connecting with as we evoke that joy in ourselves, appreciate that beauty, tap into our inner peace? Spiritual teacher Rupert Spira captures this when he says, it is the job of the musician to point people to their true nature. It is the job of the musician to point people to their true nature. And I know many of us do have that experience of our true nature when we participate in music, whether by listening or dancing or playing. I suspect you have heard music in this very sanctuary and felt your in your connection to the all that is. Is that a smatter of applause that we can magnify? <laughs> actually, this is the time in my talk when Chris is actually coming up here. This was scripted. He's not just here to take a bow for that. <laughs> Um, By the way, we don't have to be great musicians to use music as a means of celebration. I have a weekly chat with someone who's close to me. And in our last weekly call, this sounds silly, but for some reason on the call itself, we started making up a song about how much we enjoy our weekly chats. Now, that song will probably never be heard by anyone beside the two of us, but I'll tell you, it runs through my head, and when, when I hear it, it fills me and brings into me the awareness of the divine qualities of joy and love. So as we end today, the question I would like you to consider is, what are your special ways of celebrating divine goodness in your life? This is what I ask you to consider as we conclude this consideration of celebrating life as source. So just allowing yourself to relax in your chair perhaps to notice your breath. If you like, letting your eyes close. Remembering that you are absolutely one with all that is. How do you celebrate your oneness with the divine? Perhaps you have a home altar. Perhaps you meditate. Perhaps there's a special spiritual book you turn to regularly. How do you celebrate your oneness with the divine?
I celebrate the love I feel. I celebrate my life revealed. I celebrate the love I feel. I celebrate my life. And now, thinking about your daily walk in the world, so much evidence of the presence of the divine, the beauty of a sunlit morning, the feeling of love shared with another person, the joy evoked when hearing someone laugh. How do you celebrate these everyday miracles? Writing, dancing, creating collections of mementos? What's your own personal way of celebrating the goodness of life? of celebration to take me directly to that awareness that there is one life, one good, one love showing up as me and showing up as all of us right here, right now. And as we move forward into our week, we each find new things to celebrate We each find new ways of celebrating. We are able to expand our awareness and appreciation of the presence of the Divine One. And for this, I am grateful as this word is released. Joyful, joyful we 
unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. And so it is.